Hello and welcome in to the Just Talk Pod with George Orjour. Today's episode is jam-packed. We got Emily Austin on. She is really, really talented. She's a sports journalist, an actress, and um, is really, really big on TikTok with over 400,000 followers on TikTok doing prank videos. We talk about that. Uh, we also, before the interview, as always, have our sports segment where we talk about this week the four quarterbacks remaining and what's at stake for all four of them and rank who has the most under pressure and who has the least amount of pressure in that. Uh, as always, um, we have our lyrical review, Olivia Rodrigo, Driveway. Pretty, pretty good song, actually. Really good words, but uh, I, I kind of enjoyed that lyrical review. Also, please follow me and my brother's podcast, the That Being Said podcast, or on social media with that one's pod that. Follow me on social media at George on Tap on all social media platforms. And last but not least, guys, please, before this episode starts, and if you enjoy it, just send this to a few friends. Let's get the word out. I feel like the more people who tell people about this, the more we can grow. That's the only way this grows. It grows organically with you guys. So I really appreciate it. So go ahead, send that over to people. And um, as always, um, rate and review five stars. So thanks for listening. Enjoy today's episode. But first, let me tell you about BetUs. That's BetUs.com. If you use promo code the sports on tap, you will get 125% bonus on your first deposit. So if you put in 100 bucks, you'll get $125 in free money to bet. You can bet on the AFC, NFC championship games or on any sports really to to be frank. So check that out and before the episode we have a quick advertisement from one of our sponsors. All right, and, and welcome to today's episode. Um, so first off, I do want to say, uh, if you listen to the intro, that today's show is going to be mostly the interview portion. I mean, I have some thoughts on other things as we uh, already discussed in the intro. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, as always, uh, I appreciate you all, and uh, let's get started. Uh, first of all, the NFC and AFC championship games are set, and this is a dream scenario for the NFL. You have Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, two young stud quarterbacks, two of the best young quarterbacks in the AFC going head-to-head to see who's going to the Super Bowl. Mahomes obviously has already been to his Super Bowl. Josh Allen is trying to get to his first Super Bowl. On the other end, let's go with Kansas City and with um, and Buffalo. Kansas City just, you know, got over the hump last year, won a Super Bowl, rapid fan base, kind of a uh, historical fan base in Buffalo, you know, a fan base that I uh, left. I mean, this fan base in Buffalo has been tortured for years and years. And it's kind of sad that the Bills Mafia wasn't really able to completely be a part of this Super Bowl run, you know, be there the whole season with their best season since the 1990s. 
the team that lost four Super Bowls in a row. It's a pretty tough, uh, you know, being a Bills fan. So the, getting over the hump and getting to the Super Bowl would obviously be do wonders for a place uh, like Buffalo. On the flip side, you got the NFC. The NFC, you got two of the older quarterbacks. Tom Brady, we all know. Um, he just defeated Father Time. Father Time is now oh, uh, 3,876 and one. He's lost one game, and that's to Tom Brady. He's the only person to ever have beaten Father Time, it seems like, versus Aaron Rodgers, who's not a young pup, two of the older NFC quarterbacks. Um, and you got, you know, fan base in Green Bay, Lambeau Field, uh, historical franchise versus Tampa is now really a historical franchise. I mean, Tampa, it, I mean, Tom Brady, you know, the running joke is he's an older guy and all old men and older people go to Florida to retire or later on in their life. And Tom Brady's one of those guys who lives on the water now. It's he's Tampa Bay. So, you know, that's going to be a really fun matchup. But. As you've all known during that football season here, especially during the playoffs, what I've been doing is kind of taking a quarterback angle and quarterback approach to these games. Um, I wanted to rank all four quarterbacks, but instead of actually ranking the quarterbacks, I want to rank what's at stake for these four quarterbacks going into the AFC and NFC championship game. So instead of ranking like who I think is the best or the worst, I mean, you can make an argument for playoff purposes, you know, other than Josh Allen, you can make a case that Patrick Mahomes is the one you want to have the most. You can make a case that Aaron Rodgers is the one you want to have the most. And you can make a case that Tom Brady is the one you want to have the most. So instead of ranking these quarterbacks, which I think we all would say, I guess, Josh Allen is number four for the four because he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. We have three Super Bowl winning quarterbacks here. Um about let, let, let's go ahead and rank all four and what's at stake. Uh, the person with the least at stake is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's gonna be, you know, he's entering, he hasn't even entered his prime yet, right? I mean, last year we were talking about Josh Allen couldn't throw the ball accurately. I mean, that's what that was the big narrative last year. He wasn't an accurate uh, bat thrower of a football, and now he's super accurate, he's super good, he's led this team. You know, it's two straight playoff wins, both playoff wins, by the way. I mean, I know the Buffalo Bills are in the AFC championship game. He hasn't necessarily looked fantastic during those games. Uh, he did not look accurate last week on the deep ball. They won 17 to three, but they only had one offensive touchdown uh, and then a defensive touchdown. So Josh actually hasn't been absolutely fantastic and lights out in this playoffs, but he's got the job done and we all know how good Josh Allen really is. So he's four feet. What does he have really at stake? He has at stake cementing a spot as, as the top three, top four quarterback in the NFL uh, and not being disputed, right? I mean, right now we all, I think, say that this year most people would have a top three of Mahomes, Rodgers, maybe Russell Wilson, and Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, I think, would enter that you know undisputed top five quarterback long-term going forward. Um, and you, and people that, I mean, that's really all it is. Otherwise it'd be like, Oh, Josh. I mean, there's really not much at stake for Josh Allen. If you want to look at the grand scheme of things with this game, I think, you know, if you told Buffalo bill fans before the season, you'd make the AFC championship game and lose to the chiefs in the AFC championship game. Would you consider the season a success? They would say, fuck yeah, absolutely. Let's sign me up for that. Um, now, when you get to the game, of course, you want to win it, but there's not much at stake for Josh Allen here. What's at stake for the third guy, which is Patrick Mahomes? He has the third, second least at stake. 
if he wins this game, I mean, it's so early in his career, but he would enter the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. And only his third year as a starter, he would have had a Super Bowl. And this is about um, now he has to win the Super Bowl for this to happen. But he'd have two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl MVP, probably two, because you know if they win the Super Bowl this year, they're probably going to give it to the quarterback. And he would enter the quest to become a top three quarterback of all time. The quest. He wouldn't be there yet, obviously. And he would enter right away at this young age. And I don't think any quarterback can ever say they did it at this age. Would enter the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl, two Super Bowl MVPs, and a MVP award in three years. If Patrick Mahomes retired the next day, I think he would still say he's a top 10 quarterback of all time if he achieved all that stuff in three years. What's at stake for the guy with the second most at stake is Tom Brady. Simple. <laughs> if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he's already won the divorce versus the Patriots and Bill Belichick. But if he wins the Super Bowl, he becomes arguably and maybe undisputedly because it's already an argument, the greatest American athlete in sports of all time, of team sports, right? I'm not going to compare him to boxers or tennis players or whatever, whoever Michael Phelps is an uh, Olympic swimmer. I'm talking about the GOAT of team sports, which right now it's Jordan, Tom Brady. I think most people would agree with that. Maybe Babe Ruth for all those people born pre-World War II still around in existence might argue that Babe Ruth was, but they didn't even get to watch him because he was on radio. And you didn't really get a, I mean, most people probably just would get the paper and be like, holy shit, this motherfucker hit five home runs yesterday. Like Babe Ruth, you can make the argument for, but uh, I don't think he's the guy. I, I don't think you can really say he's better than Brady or Jordan was. So if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, he had seven Super Bowls in what? A 10 appearances, 11 appearances. He's lost three Super Bowls, two, two Giants, one to the Eagles. He'd have, he's six for nine right now. Ten Super Bowl appearances in 21 years plus ten, seven Super Bowl rings and winning the divorce. Like, There's a lot at stake here for Tom Brady, but if he loses, I mean, it's still a success. The person with most at stake is Aaron Rodgers at number one. Aaron Rodgers with a Super Bowl win could overtake Favre undisputably as the best Packer quarterback ever. And he'd enter the conversation as a top five QB of all time. Think about it. If Aaron Rodgers win the Super Bowl, he'd have two Super Bowls, I think three MVP awards. Um, Brett Favre only got one Super Bowl in Green Bay. So I think Aaron Rodgers would kind of, you know, overtake him as the undisputed GOAT of the Green Bay Packers. And he'd enter the conversation as a top five quarterback of all time. I mean, in no particular, I mean, in particular, no particular order after number one. I got Brady one, Montana two. Let's say Brady as the number one, and then rounding up the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. You got Montana, Elway, Manning, and then that fifth spot you can make a lot of arguments for. But if 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl this year. He might over leap into that top five quarterbacks of all time. Uh, I'm maybe with Marino right now. I, even though Marino doesn't have a ring, he's uh, he's right along the lines of Favre and and Rodgers and uh, Breeze. It's like Marino. Breeze uh, Rodgers wins the Super Bowl. He can he can vault into that top five quarterbacks of all time. So there is a lot at stake here for um, Aaron Rodgers. And the Green Bay Packers. So that, that that's why I think him winning the Super Bowl would mean the most out of any quarterback winning the Super Bowl coming up. 
this uh, this final four. And that, that that's the list. I think it's pretty good. But listen, let me just recap that list one more time. The quarterback that has the least at stake at number four is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think it's all gravy, right? If if you told Buffalo Bills um, fans before the season, the Bills Mafia, would you take an AFC championship appearance and then lose an AFC championship game to the Chiefs? They'd probably say, fuck yeah, sign me up for that. So I'm going to put Josh Allen at number four with the quarterback least need to lose here. Number three on the list is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, what's at stake here? What's at stake for Patrick Mahomes is if he wins this and wins the Super Bowl this year, he would vault into the top 10 quarterbacks of all time, and he'd begin that quest for the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. You have the guys in there in the Mount Rushmore right now, and I think it's pretty solidified, but someone can go in and try to rip out one of those spots, which is Brady, Montana, Elway, and Manning, I think are your you know Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. So Mahomes could start that journey towards becoming in the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Number two quarterback with most at stake here is Tom Brady. Tom Brady has much at stake. It's like... All right, he wins the Super Bowl this year. He becomes the probably, to me, unarguably the greatest American sports athlete of all time. You got Michael Jordan, who's probably right now alongside Brady, both have six rings, and then Tom Brady. And then there's going to be those guys who were born pre-World War II or like, hey, how about Babe Ruth? Well, no, it's not Babe Ruth. I'll tell you that right now. Even though Babe Ruth was probably great, but you didn't get to fucking watch him. You had to listen to him on the radio. And then you get the newspaper like, holy shit, this motherfucker hit five home runs last night. Babe Ruth. And number one, of course, Aaron Rodgers has the most at stake. If Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, he enters the conversation. Top five quarterbacks of all time. And then probably becomes undisputably the greatest Green Bay Packer quarterback of all time. Overtaking Favre. I don't want to hear about Bart Starr. That would be Aaron Rodgers at number one. He has the most at stake. So... That was my recap there, guys. Um, I hope you, you know, I hope you guys enjoy these games for the quarterbacks, man. Uh, I think there's going to be, it's going to be a fantastic time here heading over into the NFC and AFC championship game. I frankly can't wait. Um, I'm looking forward to a great weekend of football. As I always say, it's my favorite weekend of football. On to the Seattle sports story of the day. All right, what's up, what's up, what's up? Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Welcome in, man. Still raining. I know I got, if you're if you're not from Seattle and you, you follow this podcast, you're like, man, does it really rain that much in Seattle? Let me tell you, it does. It really damn does. But that's not what today's Seattle story is about. Seattle's story today, home of Amazon, is Seattle tops nation for COVID-19 era increase in online spending. According to the Seattle Times, um, this is that the Seattle has spent more money or had the biggest increase in online shopping and online spending during the global pandemic. Now, I'm not going to go into this too much, you know, for those who listen to this podcast, the Seattle Sports Story of a Day is like a four-minute segment, three-minute segment sometimes. But I just don't understand why there would be a huge increase in online spending and online shopping unless, you know, you're getting more groceries at home, which I'm going to guess accounts for that. But I don't – I mean, now 
the pandemic has changed a lot of things, but one thing it's changed for me is the amount of clothes I buy. I mean, you know me, if you listen to me, you know me, I'm a fashionable guy. I try to get that swag, get that drip, 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 as they say. But like during the pandemic, you don't go anywhere. You're staying at home most of the time. You're in Zoom meetings. I mean, if you're watching the, you know, if you're seeing the clips from this podcast I'm recording right now, I got a cool jacket on. I got some swag. You know, I even got my watch on. I I look pretty cool. But you don't see what's underneath this desk. I'm in my pajama pants still because there's no reason to even get dressed. So I don't know where all this spending is coming from. You're not buying sunglasses. Never fucking sunny here. Been fun fact about Seattle. You probably did not know. Did you know Seattle is the nation's biggest seller of sunglasses? That's because it's the sun is so spread out throughout the year that you actually lose your sunglasses so much that people have to buy more sunglasses. <laughs> it's always a fun fact. So I'm just wondering where people buying. Why has online spending increased? It's a big question for me. And I, I just want my listeners to like email me, george at thesportsontap.com. Have you been spending more during the pandemic? Because let me tell you about me. I have never saved more money. And I traveled around the world. I did. I mean, for those, you've, you've heard the story time of George George, where I've been traveling. I went to Mexico for a month and a half, two months almost. I went to Colombia for two months. And over there, it's cheaper to eat. So I didn't spend that much. But I mean, clothes here in Washington, I don't go out to eat anymore. I, I don't want to sit outside in the cold weather during during this to eat at a restaurant. I support my local restaurants by taking takeout sometimes. But I wonder why the increase in online spending. So if anyone from – tell me, what are you guys buying? Video games? Video games are fun. I need to get into video games a little bit more, but I just don't have time like always distracted with other things so it would be fun to get more into fifa but yeah i just thought it was interesting seattle now has the biggest increase in online spending in the country all right so now after this quick 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 transition we got emily austin on you're gonna enjoy her she is awesome follower 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 all over uh tiktok instagram wherever you can find her she'll she'll plug the social media but she's one of my favorite interviews. I'm actually really looking forward to hopefully, I mean, I think on the podcast we talked about it one day, actually meeting each other in person. Uh, she's fun. She's smart. She's talented. You're going to enjoy her. Now on to the interview. And we're welcoming Emily Austin on the show. You might have seen her on Instagram or TikTok where she has a huge following uh, she's a sports journalist, uh, social media influencer. She has a whole bunch of different roles. Uh, Emily, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, of course. Is that a good introduction? I know we were talking before the show and we're like, hey, well, how do we introduce you? Emily has so <laughs> she's like a little Swiss army knife. She's an actress. She's a model. You do a whole bunch of different things. Yeah, I'm trying. I want to conquer the world. One <laughs> <laughs> one step at a time. You're doing a great job right. at it. I, um, you've been on the show before. Um, I guess what what have you been up to the last few months? You have grown a lot. I know you have your daily vibes where you interview different athletes. Uh, yeah. You've been doing a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, I guess give us a little update. What's been new? So I mean, you mentioned TikTok. Starting like quarantine, that's when we last spoke. I was bored. We got on TikTok and I started to get into pranks. I didn't expect the feedback to be so 
positive and high and like right. that's where most of my engagement was so yeah. i was like all right pranks it is and then one thing led to another <laughs> and then the followers comment what they want to see next and it's fun and it's definitely entertaining keeps me yep. busy so <laughs> <laughs> but i'm still interviewing athletes which we discussed on the last time i have yep. a few athletes coming up so i'm definitely keeping with the interviews very um, good and we'll see that's awesome. I mean, let's, I, let's we'll get into the athletes here in a second. But I, talking about the pranks, people love pranks. I've seen a bunch of them. I, I guess my favorite one is you throwing rice at people at the grocery store, because um, yeah. it's so random. Just rice. Um, I, I guess what what's been your favorite prank so far, or your favorite story behind a prank? Has anyone got really pissed off at you? So that one I did not post for a reason. Um, I did a Taco <laughs> Bell drive-through prank. I ordered basically okay. just the shell. And at at this point, I feel like some employees are just unfazed, which is cool because that's so funny. But she, um, when I got to the window, she was not happy. She's like, you better not be posting me. So I was like, okay, I won't. Because I do get their permission after, before I post it. And she's like, you better not post me. I'm not going to find myself on TikTok. I'm like, okay, it's fine. I'm not posting I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I guess that's not the worst horror story. I mean, some people probably have gotten hit or but like, you're, you're a girl too. A guy, I guess, has a higher probability of someone coming at them and doing something mean to them. Yeah, I mean, so I, when I threw the rice, I, like I got everyone telling me, clean up the rice. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. So. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, and I guess – what what's your goal here with TikTok? Is it just to kind of get some branding out there to help out with your sports journalism, which is what we're going to be getting to next? Are you just trying to like, you know, get your name out there? I mean, I feel like TikTok yeah, is I mean, really good for branding. It is. Um, but I'm just having fun with it. Like, like I said, mm-hmm. I started during COVID when we all had a lot yeah. of free time on our hands. So I'm just having fun with it. I mean, the pranks are funny. Like I find myself stalking myself and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did that. And it's pretty entertaining. So I'm just no, it really, yeah, and you're doing a great job at it. I've seen the videos of your, uh, like your mom is on them sometimes. Uh, you've had some very famous people uh, with you as well. Uh, yeah. I, I can never pronounce his, the rapper's name. Uh, if you Sakashi, can go ahead and. Sakashi, I can. I just can't pronounce it for some reason. Like it's a tongue twister for me. Yeah. How did you? I mean, how did you guys get hooked up and uh, start working together on some TikTok stuff? So his name, so you don't have to say it's Kashi, his name's Daniel, so I call him Daniel. Oh my God, so much easier. Easier, right, Daniel. Danny, much easier. <laughs> um, so I go to him, I'm like, hey, he was, we were playing volleyball, he's very competitive in sports, yep. huge basketball fan, by the way. Uh, so he was in my house playing volleyball, and I'm like, do you know that your song on TikTok is like number one trending? Gooba, I don't know if he knows, because yeah. he has an account, but I don't know how active he is. So he's like, really? I had no idea. So I showed yeah. him some people's TikToks, I'm like, come, let's just make one, like, yeah. You stand right there. I'll pull you in. I'll mouth the words, which I didn't know at the time. And I'm so yeah. embarrassed about that viral. And I texted him like a couple of days later. I'm like, dude, this is so. And I was, it was at 8 million at this point, not 30 million. Yeah. So I'm like, look, we went viral. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And then it just kept going. And it's still going till yeah. today. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Once one hits, like we've had some on our uh, sports on tap account where it's hit, it's hit like, you know, five, six million views. And mm-hmm. it's like three, four, five, six months ago and it's still racking up those views racking up those views yeah um but i mean you can't just throw that out there where you're like oh he was playing volleyball at my house like you guys been friends for a long time like yeah um so i'm friends with his manager too so that's kind of how we were introduced his girlfriend's a really amazing girl um she she's very cool she's relatable awesome 
like I told you, we bond over sports. We sports, just clicked. Yeah. And then I told him, like, talking about the NBA, he's like, oh, let's watch the finals. I'm like, you like basketball? <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's more things in common than you think. You just have to find Yeah, them. absolutely. So we started 100%. going out, restaurants before New York shut down, dinners. His mom's a sweetheart. So they're really, oh, like, awesome. they're, they're genuine people. That's that's great. And, and people probably don't, I mean, they, they see, you know, people on the internet and rapping and stuff. They don't know that, right. you know, they're just normal people just like us. They want to watch exactly. sports. They want to go, they eat, believe it or not, and they, they, they want to have a good yes. time. <laughs> and, except so, some people, man, you look at them online, like, does this person, like, ha- they're in perfect shape. You're like, do they really eat? Like, how does that go yeah. on? But, but um, well, that's a good segue to sports, right? So like we, you said, we all bond with sports and i guess that's you know you're aspiring sports journalist i wouldn't even say aspiring anymore because you've kind of done some huge interviews and you're really becoming a sports journalist you know as right before our eyes while you're are you still in school or are you yeah. now graduated while you're still in school so like what you've accomplished while being still in school is you know i I'd say in the one percent, not too many people accomplish all this. Yeah. But um, yeah. what, what's the what's the plan with Daily Vibes, and uh, what what what's been going on with that? So Daily Vibes, I have a couple more scheduled interviews for that. Um, can't say who yet, but stay tuned. I have two big right. guys coming on. I really enjoy the interviews. I don't know if um, my followers paid attention, but I used to during COVID, I did them super fun, like. Hey, who's your starting five? I, you know, me and yeah. Carlos Boozer, we spoke about how Prince painted his house. It was really like fun, you know? Yeah. And then with the manual, I kind of manual quickly on the Knicks, we structured it a little bit more. I started to get like more of an algorithm. Okay, this is point A, this is point B, just so I could get both the fun side, the professional side, on the court, off the court. And I'm working with people like, uh, I don't know if you know who Nate Burleson is, who's a former NFL of course. player. He's from yeah. Seattle as well. Yeah, so yeah. he's um he's a really good role model. He's a good mentor. So he's teaching me like, okay, this is how you have to ask your questions. A certain formula. I'm working with a woman named Jill. She's helping mm-hmm. me also conduct my interviews, criticizing constructive criticism. So I'm kind of like branching out. I'm going more. Okay, we'll do it more serious for a little bit. Maybe yep. then I'll do like a fun, maybe a Q and A. Because I like when the fans get engaged too. But you have to sometimes keep it more serious. Yeah, because sometimes fans also they ask one inappropriate questions and two questions like, "Oh, that's not even a good question." <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping it's gonna grow out and branch out, and we'll see. Yeah, what and, I, and I'm sure it will. And uh, speaking of Nate Burleson, uh, you were he was on the Nickelodeon broadcast for uh, the NFL, which. I have to say, was highly entertaining. I kind of went into it of no expectations, and I turned on the uh, Nickelodeon broadcast. I didn't know Nate Burleson was going to be on it. I thought it would just be some random people, and I saw Nate on there, who he's been on Seattle Sports Radio a lot as I was growing up when he, he played, you know, briefly for the Seahawks. He's from O'Day High School, uh, which is you know right down the road from me, and mm-hmm. man, that Nickelodeon broadcast was unbelievable. I mean the. Yeah. First of all, he did a really good job of explaining all the stuff because he he he's very you know technical of football and he was explaining to which they thought it was going to be mostly kids audience what football really is but I feel like all the adults ended up watching the Nickelodeon game. I too. had the best time watching that game. It was so funny I'm sitting there with my parents, my brother. He's also yeah. twenty, and we're enjoying the Nickelodeon probably more than my twelve year old sister was because SpongeBob is yeah. my days, you know. Yeah, exactly. I appreciated that. Yeah, have you talked to him since then? What was did he yeah. get any? What was his feedback? Did he like the Nickelodeon thing? Did he feel like he had to kind of change the way he approached broadcasting? Yeah, so Nate's very cool, and he's also very um, talented and 
both entertainment, broadcasting and sports, which you know is very mm. different. Sports, you kind of speak fast, entertainment, you're a storyteller. So I feel right. like this broadcast was a mixture of both. And because he's so talented in both fields, I, I feel like it came natural to him. And also Nate has three children. One of them yep. is very young. So for them to see their dad on Nickelodeon, like he was motivated. Like he was not just talking yes. to, you know, America. He has a good sense of humor. He has kids watching him. He got slimed. Mm. Like it was awesome. <laughs> the merch was really cool. Yeah. You know, you say that like for his kids, especially the really young one, I don't know how old he is, but at the end of the day, he's probably looking at that Nickelodeon broadcast and that's cooler than his dad playing in the NFL. That's cooler than his dad broadcasting NFL. It's probably the coolest thing to him that his dad's ever done. It's like, my dad's on Nickelodeon. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And then for you, as I mean, as time is going on and you're refining your craft, like what are your goals? I mean, what, what's next for you, you feel like? Yeah, do you have a lot of school left or are you almost done? Um, I'm going to do summer courses to speed up the process. I have hopefully with that a year left. Um, so I'm sports journalism major, but it's more broad. It's communications. I want to mm -hmm. just be able to turn on like ESPN and be like, okay, that's me talking. And yes, yep. you know, like that's the yeah, exactly. or TNT yeah. or like, I, I really like being on camera. I like talking mm -hmm. as do you, um, just making connections and seeing what doors will open for me. But I've definitely loved broadcasting. I love talking sports. I told, I don't know if I told you before I was, um, a mm -hmm. tennis player my whole life. So I feel like yep. to combine all of those, it's like the perfect career in sports broadcasting. So it's great oh, for absolutely. me. And tennis is a lot of fun. Actually, this summer was I, you know, during quarantine as well. I was trying to figure out what, what can I pick up, right? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to do. Everything's closed. So me and my brother, we went out and bought a couple of tennis rackets. YouTube videos actually help you learn a little bit on how to swing really? and stuff. And I, I mean, I didn't become professional or anything. I'm sure you'd probably... Uh, uh, kick my ass but at the end of the day uh me and my brother ended up playing tennis maybe here in seattle our summers are short but out yeah. of a 90 day summer probably 70 75 days instead of running outside every day we just go find a tennis court and go play tennis yeah it was definitely a good non-contact sport um yeah. my favorite part about tennis is i'm a person that likes to blame others oh you didn't pass the ball to me you didn't do that tennis yeah. you blame yourself there's nobody exactly else to put the blame on if you're not doing well it's your own fault so yeah that's, that's why so I like tennis. unless you're playing doubles and then you can blame someone else i don't if they do doubles right i can't it's you don't do doubles for me. no i i, uh, I did competed you... my whole life i always did singles i was very i'm a very competitive person so yeah. for me to do doubles i'm like you don't want to be my partner. Let's just put it that way. All right. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure you'd you'd probably give uh, rip, rip me if I was your partner. I'd probably be hitting it. Over. My my problem is trying to get it in bounds. Like you want to put some speed and some English on it, and it just goes way over, over out of bounds. Yeah, but if you watch a tennis channel, uh, stay tuned. I have a commercial coming out on the tennis channel. Do you really? Yeah, I was like advertising uh -huh. a product that's maybe you could use it. It helps you train, and it's not a racket. It's something that's more concise. So it's like you yeah. have to hit the ball on target. Ooh. Um, so I filmed a commercial for that product, and maybe it'll help you. Uh, thank you. Well, so tell me, tell me about the commercial. Uh, what, what are you doing in the commercial? Are you just hitting? Are you talking? What, what are you doing there? Um, I'm just basically hitting, and it's not with a racket. It almost looks like uh, a dense baseball bat, like metallic. Cool. Okay. And it's very hard. It's like, okay, the racket is round, and now you have to hit it with something that's even smaller than that. But if you perfect that, imagine how easy it is to hit with a racket. So I was demonstrating exactly. the product and then transitioning between that and a racket. I'm sure the editors will make it look really cool, like back <laughs> and forth, you know, that's 
their area of expertise. Yeah, it, well, I mean, the Australian Open is coming up here soon, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's Australian Opens the next major. So maybe I'll, I'll be, I do tune into all of them. So I'm going to be looking for you. I'll send you a message right on Instagram as soon as I see you on there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, t- talking about commercials and uh, stuff, I mean, people probably, you know, who listen to this for the first time don't know everything about you. You also do acting, correct? Yeah, I took a little break when, you know, the sets, there's a ton of people. I didn't yep. know until I did it. What really goes on behind the scenes is absurd. These people in the background walking, they're not just people walking. They hire 300 people to sit there and pretend that they're just walking around. So there's there's too many people like on a set. So they shut it down. They shut down all the sets. So I haven't had, it's very slow. There's hardly anything open. LA is shut down. New York is shut down. Miami, we don't really film there. So you're pretty limited. Hopefully yeah. I'll pick up next year and I'll start acting again. But right now, you, so you do want to you want to do more acting as the as I guess movies and sets do come back. Yes and no. I mean, if I find a cool role that fits me and it's like a a day player, it's called, which means you're in one yeah. episode, one role. You don't have to like commit to three weeks of filming. It's like a couple of days. You're in, you're done. Yep. I'd rather focus on sports broadcasting. But yeah, acting no, it's really fun. fun. But I think I'll retire. <laughs> yeah, are you hanging up the? Are you announcing your retirement now, or are you, are you might come back? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of that, you are right. Everything's slow. Like there is no yeah. movies coming out. The movie industry. I, I don't even know on Netflix what to like. I, I know it's a running joke, but really, I've kind of ran out of new movies to watch. Uh, there's really been yeah. nothing going on. I mean, I kind of feel bad for that industry as a whole because you do have so many you know, small time actors and actresses in New York and LA, as you're, you were saying, who have no jobs right now. And it's not like they can go get a restaurant jobs. Half the restaurants are closed too. So exactly, like it's a yeah. bit, it's a big struggle for a lot of people. So that's why we're, you know, talking to someone like you, who's actually taken this really hard time. It seems like you have a great support system and which, you know, a lot of people don't. So you're blessed to have that and actually taking this really hard time and you've elevated yourself. And I mean, that's, you know, obviously you get a big portion of the, you know, the, uh, the, the praise for that, but you also have to, you know, probably praise your parents for raising a girl like you, who's able to, you know, where a lot of people this during this time go through, are going through a really hard time and you're able to actually get better instead of, you know, taking a step back. Yeah. I'm very blessed and very fortunate. I know this opportunity it was really hard for a lot of people, uh, you know, to find the, like the light in the darkness was yeah. hard, but I'm very thankful that I made something of the free time and that we were okay. I mean, it's still an ongoing hard time for everyone, but oh, yeah. today was a good day. Things will get better from here. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but, yeah ho- ho- hopefully we all get vaccinated soon too. I know. Yeah, the, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I know in our, I don't know, is it in our state, it's pretty tough. Like people have like my dad, for example, is over 65. So he's eligible now mm-hmm. for the vaccine, but you go online to make an appointment because you can't call in and they're all full. So it's like, wow. Well, I mean, you're we're in still Seattle talking. right now. Yeah, we're in Seattle right now. Are, are you guys, oh. what are you guys like? I'm in, I'm in Long Island, but I remember we're in New York, based in New York all over. But when I was in Manhattan yesterday, you know, the Javits Center. Yeah, of course. I saw that they were offering vaccines. It didn't specify like to what group of people, maybe it was only health employees. I'm not sure, but I know that they do offer it. I'm just not sure how abundant it is, but it's definitely starting. 
Yeah, it's definitely starting. I'm, I'm excited to get it and go. I mean, I guess me and you both, like you went to Miami, you've been kind of getting out there a little bit. I traveled around the world, so I definitely yeah. kind of got out from it. But at the end of the day, it's still like, you know, I have my parents. I, when I traveled, I kind of isolated myself when I came back to, and took a test to make sure I was negative before I really spent any time with them. And yeah. it'd just be nice to get back to like this normal day to day grind. And I, I, I do wonder when we're going to go back without wearing masks. I feel like we've all gotten yeah. used to it, like seeing and seeing people on TV with masks. I just kind of want to go out and like breathe fresh air. <laughs> right. I, like I forgot what it's like to not wear masks. Same and, here. Like, for me, getting a COVID test is so normal. Like I'm, I'm going back to Miami next week, but I know when I land, I'm going to yeah. get a COVID test. So for me, it's like a high swab. Yeah. And it's so normal. And I realized like a year ago, this mm. was just not a thing. Like no, I never, not at I don't all. think I wore a mask in my life. And now it's no. like, I have five of them hanging on my mirror in my car. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different world. It's like a movie almost. It, it really is. And I wonder, cause like I used to go previous business, uh, in previous life, as I like to say, I used to go to China a lot for, for, uh, my business. I used to run with my dad and this was like, what, in 2000, I graduated, what, 2006, graduated college 2010. So I was going in China every year multiple times starting 2011 to wow. 2018 and people were wearing masks everywhere like on the street why was in that the it, wasn't it because of the pollution because of a pollution so like pollution and there's a lot of different you know SARS was all I mean I think I don't know what year that was that was a scare mm. so it's something like I'm wondering if that's going to just kind of be not the norm here but when we travel on an airplane are we all going to wear masks I don't know I hope not but I, I don't know when we're going to be when the mass general population is going to be actually comfortable with not wearing a mask I mean I think Let's see if everyone gets the vaccine, which I think eventually will become mandatory. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't be uh, mandated anymore. An issue. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I miss wearing lipstick in public. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> I go out and I'm like lipstick. Oh no, I'm wearing a mask. Like you yeah. know. You, you but, can um, still wear the lipstick. You just no one's gonna see it. Yeah, I think ultimately <laughs> it should and will be your own decision down the line. That's what I think. Yeah. To wear a mask. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, I mean, I I have a. My last podcast, I actually interviewed someone who's from Miami, and she used to tell me a lot of people actually aren't even wearing masks in Miami. I don't know if that's I true, but that. I did notice that. Yeah, I mean, I always wear one because, like you said, same I have here at home, and until we're all vaccinated, like I could be asymptomatic, but if I'm carrying it and yeah. God forbid my father gets it, like yeah. you're gonna feel very. Guilty. That's how I feel. That's how I feel too. You know, like we'll be okay, hopefully. But yeah. It's yeah, I, we'll be all right. We're both we're both healthy. You're a tennis star, and uh, I, I I work out on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. <laughs> so no, I, but you're right. I think we all will. And um, yeah, Miami is a different different like different beast. <laughs> I know so different many people breed, there. Yeah. I know. I've I, I've been trying to get down there, and I've also looked into Scottsdale, but it's like. I, a part of me wants to go, but part of me know, knows everyone's there. And as I told you before the podcast, I, I'm like the anti, oh, everyone's going there right now. I'm not going there, but there's nowhere else to go. Yeah, but isn't it far from you? Miami? Yeah. Yeah, five-hour flight. But I, I lived in Miami for six years. Awesome. We're in Miami. Uh, Brickle. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Yeah. You know, Brickle well, is like hopping right now. I know there's a there's a lot of good things going on in Brickle right now. I love yeah. Brickle. What, what part do you stay in? Um, 
sunny isles most of the time in the sunny isles most of the day. that's there, a nice area too i try to be in miami at least once a month and if it's not once a month because of the pandemic then every other month i go there a lot because for new york it's not a big deal it's two and a half hours it's two and a half hours and the flights are cheap that's why i've been in new york also so many times when you're asking do i know the javits center i mean people don't realize how easy it is and how cheap it is to get from new york to miami on on yeah. a whim i mean I, when i lived in miami for those six years i probably went to new york 25 30 times because you'll just be online and you see that you know flights 130 dollars round trip and you're just yeah. like all right i'm gonna go i'm going to new york this weekend and then you realize the hotels are like 400 a night in manhattan <laughs> so you end, up, you end up spending way too much that's how it is. Absolutely. Well, my last question is like this new new segment I've been trying to do here. And um, we're going to see how it goes. This is my only my second uh, interview doing this one. So it's a call. It's called Yoji. Let me ask you something. So I let the guests kind of because I little premise behind it. I think it's hilarious that everyone asks people for advice and no one really ever takes the advice. They just are looking for people to validate exactly what they think. So, yeah. so it's always a running joke with like everyone who knows me. They're like, oh, can I ask you something? I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I know you're not going to listen to me. You're going to do what you want to do, but I'll tell you how I feel. So the premise <laughs> behind this is, Yoji, let me ask you something where you ask me anything you want, whether it's business, relationship, it doesn't have to be serious, but just any decision you're trying to make right now in life. And I'll give okay. you my um, I'll give you my advice, and then you end up doing what you want. All right, I have one. I have one. All right, Yoji, let me ask you a question. What yep. prank should I do next? Oh, that's a really good one. Wow, I didn't. Uh, you, that's a big curveball there. Well, okay, so we need <laughs> we need some background here. What pranks have you done so far? Oh God, I threw rice at people. I'm ashamed. Um, I did a Burger King drive-through prank where I ordered an Impossible Whopper with with me, and he was beyond confused. <laughs> I ordered basically pizza-less pizza, pizza with no bread, no cheese. The guy gave me a plate of sauce. Um, I ordered a Starbucks caramel macchiato without the caramel, the milk, the ice, the coffee. <laughs> basically, I troll people. In other words, I like that. All right. Well, if you troll people, and I see your do- for those who are we see your dog in the background who has an Instagram. You got to follow. You gotta find uh, Emily's dog on Instagram. Uh, Duffy the Maltese. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually follow Duffy the Maltese. I, I think he I comment. He follows me too. He that. follows me too. Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> good job, All right, I, you like to troll people, so I have one for you. And I, I've always wanted to do this at a restaurant. So I drink a lot of water, right? I, like, okay. if you know me, like on my desk right now, there's four empty bottles of water on this side, and I have one full one right here. Uh-huh. So you're going to Miami. Restaurants are open, which most mm-hmm. places aren't. And you know, you know, waitresses always or waiters give you some water. Uh-huh. I think you should just take the water, chug it really quick, put it back on the table, and keep quickly drinking the water and keep asking for more and more refills as long as possible. Just like drink nine or ten waters in like under three minutes. Don't do it like so obviously either. Just like water, wait a look like one minute. Water, call the waitress. I need some more water. Just over and over again that's good and that you just reminded me i wanted to do this and it just completely slipped my mind <laughs> let me know if you think it's funny because my mom doesn't think it's funny but <laughs> you know when the, the, they put you a uh, parmesan cheese on your pasta and they just grin like let me know when to stop i'm thinking you yeah. just don't stop <laughs> you just finish the cheese yeah, that's a really good one i want to do my mom's like it's not funny i'm like what it uh, is oh, it's, it's hilarious and pepper too just afterwards you want yes. some pepper yes just that's good. keep I'll do going that. Yeah, I think that that would be really, really good. 
or my, my dad does this every time he, they ask him for the Parmesan cheese. You know, they come and grate it. They go like this and do one grate, go stop. Oh, like, people are like, seriously? He's like, no, no, I want a little bit. He literally has him do one drop. But but that's <laughs> that's too short for a full prank. But I think that'd be hilarious. Just keep going and going and going. I'm definitely going to do that. Oh, my God. I'll put it in, fa- in uh, times two speed. So it's like you'll see the cheese just slowly yeah. run out. So who's gonna be who's gonna be filmed? Like, do is when you like your friends just film it? Oh yeah, you know the food looks good. You can make it look natural. Um, it's whoever's with me. I like to have my older brother do it because he just gets the good angles. But yep. he's too cool for me now. Too busy working. So <laughs> sometimes my cousin, my sister. I also I try to hide the camera as best as I can. Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm gonna do it in a restaurant, I'll probably just put it against the bread basket or something. Yeah, that'd be perfect. No, I think I that's a really good reactions. one. Reactions. I, I need the camera hidden. <laughs> I just I could imagine like how long will they go with being like come on? No, my my goal, my intention is to run out of cheese, and then he'll be yeah. like, should I get another block? Yes. I don't know. We'll see the mood. <laughs> Do you want another block? No, I'm good now. <laughs> that was perfect. I'm well, thank you, thank to you, it. thank you. Yeah, so that's a new segment for all those listening. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep it. The the first two are really good. Last one was very serious, actually. So. This one was not that serious about moving in with her boyfriend back to a different oh. uh, different city. I was like, "Oh wow, you're asking for some really tough advice." <laughs> <Wow>. here. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, do it and tell your boyfriend to listen to podcasts. You probably gain a fan or not, depending <laughs> on if he wants her to or not." Exactly. <laughs> well, perfect, Emily. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, can you plug your social media? Where can people find you? All right. So my TikTok it's Emily R Austin. My Instagram's emily.austin. And uh, in my Instagram bio, you can find my interview account at Daily Vibes With. And that's about it for now. And perfect. And don't forget to follow Duffy the Maltese as well. We, we, can't, we yes. can't forget that. You want to hear something before we go? He's not a Maltese. Yes, absolutely. She's not. Like, he's not. Because we purchased him <laughs> as a Maltese. And he just he's fully not a Maltese. I don't know what they sold me. He's the cutest and I love him. But he's not a Maltese. <laughs> So I'm what is have to he? Work on that username. <laughs> Do you know what he is? No, um, I'm no. assuming he's a Cottonese, which is a Caton de Tulier uh, crossed over with a Maltese. But I'm gonna okay. do him like the genetic test. I'm curious, you know. You should. You might have to change the account to Duffy the Mutt, but that's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just just something you might have to do. It's false advertising, and we're we're against false advertising exactly. on this program. I <laughs> oh perfect emily well thank you so much again for coming on thank and on you. the show notes everyone listening you can i'll be putting all her uh social so you can find her there as well thanks for coming all right, on. thank emily. you so much bye Appreciate- lyrical review time i've been doing too much rap lately uh, I love rap. That's my favorite. But I noticed yesterday on Twitter, Olivia Rodrigo driver license was trending. So I was like, let me Google this song. Let's see what it's all about. So I go online. I Google Olivia Rodrigo driver license. I listen to it. Kind of catchy. I see why it's number one on the Billboard charts. Shout out to Olivia Rodrigo. If you want to come on the podcast, I'd love to have you on because I think you're really talented. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to dissect the lyrics. And this time I'm doing something a little bit different. I listened to the song. I know what it's all about. I'm just going to go through the, the lyrics and react to them 
while I'm recording this. Usually I like to prep this, but I just wanted to see, will it come out better if I just do it this way? So once again, that's Olivia Rodrigo, driver license, number one on the Billboard charts. Shout out to her being number one, man. That means you're, you're fucking talented. Like I know I make fun of lyrics sometimes, but it's all fun and games because this girl is super talented. All right, so it starts off, it's a sad song, you know, breakup shit. I don't understand how people are always so sad about these breakups. You know, a little side note here, people who don't know me, but I mean, most people who know me, I get over breakups fast. Not because I don't like like the person or, but especially if I, I mean, we've all been there. If I'm broken up with, I'm like over it in two minutes. I'm always a little harder when I have to break up with someone because it's like, man, I just, I, I just broke that person's heart. So I feel some like some remorse. But when someone breaks up with me, I'm like, all right, I'm sober. You don't want me? Well, fuck. I'm I'm pretty cool. You're you're making a mistake, and I'm really quick to be like, all right. Or if I was a shitty boyfriend, which I have been in the past with a couple girls, and now I'm a great guy, so don't worry about that. I'm, I'm pretty quick to be like, all right, I'm over it. I'm sorry. Or, wow, you broke up with me? Kind of deserved that. But this is when I was 16, 17. Now I'm 33. I'm a gentleman, so <laughs> don't worry about that, ladies. Single also. All right, let's get to Olivia yeah, Rodrigo driver license. It starts off with, I got my driver license last week, just like we always talked about, because you were so excited for me to finally drive up to your house. But today I drove through the suburbs crying because you weren't around. Well, first of all, she got her driver license last week. That means she's six, probably 16, 17, 18 years old, which means she probably doesn't really know much about relationships. Let me just tell you, baby, this is not going to be your last your last breakup get used to this you're gonna feel like this again in your life where you got broken up with usually i mean you there is that rare opportunity where you have like a um what you call it a uh high school sweetheart and you stay today together forever but it's probably it's tough and you're talking about the driver license like always i mean how long have you guys known each other since you're like 14 two years not that long goes on to and you're probably with that blonde girl who's always made me doubt she's so much older than me she's everything i'm insecure about by the way these are very good lyrics good rhymes like sometimes these 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 songs rhyme better than rap yeah today i drove through the suburbs because how could i ever love someone else well a couple things if you had doubts about this blonde girl while you guys were dating these definitely was into her like no one is ever like anytime you have that like inkling suspicion of your significant other is like, oh, I'm wondering if this person is with this person or likes this person or is there something going on with this person? You're probably 99% of the time right. Like they are into that person or they had been into that person in the past. And how could she drove through the suburbs asking, because how could I ever love someone else? I promise you'll love someone else. You're 16 years old. You just got your driver license. Like you're probably never going to fucking think about this guy ever again in a few years so like don't worry about it too much to be completely honest with you like this is just a breakup it really doesn't matter i'm telling you grand scheme of things olivia it won't matter and now to the chorus and i know we weren't perfect but i've never felt this way for no one and i just can't imagine how you could be okay now that i'm gone guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me because you said forever now i drive alone past your street now that's sad as shit but <laughs> let me tell you something of course, you never felt this way about someone. You just got your driver's license. You're 16 years old. How? Why would you even think of? Why would you already think about this with someone? Like, 
Yeah, and when he wrote that song about you on his little fucking guitar at the age of 14 years old while you guys were drinking, I don't know, 40s, and you just got your hand on alcohol the first time, a lot of things are said at that time, so don't worry about it. Uh, She goes on, and that's a chorus, and she goes on to say, and all my friends are tired of hearing how much I miss you. Yes, they are. Like, by the way, when you're talking about breakups with your friends, they really don't want to fucking hear it, except one time, like, no one's like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk to Olivia about the breakup again. Oh, she's calling. Shit. Hey, guys, should we hang out with Olivia tonight? No, let's not. But I kind of feel sorry for them. No, you should because they have to hear about it because they'll never know the way that I do because today I drove through the suburbs and pictured I was driving home to you. It is sad. Trust me. Like Breakups are sad, but you're 16 years old. You're going to get over it. Keep your head up. And I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. Oh, and I can't just imagine how it could be okay now that I'm gone. And once again, the chorus, like whatever. And then, you know, every song gets a little emotional. Red light stop, signs are still see your face in the white car's front yards. Can't drive past the places we used to go because I still fucking love you, babe. Yeah, we've all felt this way before. We're like, you just, I mean, I'm telling you, I do, I did say earlier, I get through these things a little faster. But we've all been there when you it's, – it's a tough time and you have, spend the time with someone and it sucks. And you do think like yeah, you're going to get over it and you are. But then you, when you finally think you got over that fucking person and, that, and the person they just pop back because something reminds you of them. So just don't drive to that place. But you're 16 years old. So I'm sure this means you're probably in school with this person and you're going to see him again. That sucks. Sidewalks we cross sucks. I still hear your voice in the traffic. We're laughing over all the noise. God, I'm so blue. God, no, we are through, but I still fucking love you, babe. Yeah, it's tough. I I, to- I totally get it. I totally get it. Like, but you're going to get over it. And then she goes through the lyrics again. I know we weren't perfect. But I never, you know, we, we already talked about that. Sad-ass song. I see why it's number one. Like, yeah, it gets you in your feels, right? I mean, everyone's in their feels about this song. But I'm just telling you, like, from experience, Olivia Rodrigo, you're going to get over it. You're number one on the Billboard charts. He's probably going to be calling you like, hey, was this song? Yo, is this song about me? Like, I always wondered, like, with uh, Adele, right? And they're like, I, I've always wondered, does Adele, like, the person she broke up with, about you? And it's like, yeah, that definitely means, <laughs> like, Adele... Boy, ex-boyfriend's probably like, fuck, I should have not broke up with her. <laughs> Sucks for him. But yeah, Olivia Rodrigo, give the song four out of five on the lyrics. They, they were cap- captivating lyrics. Like I totally get what she was going through and what she's going and the emotions. It was a good, good one, good song. Uh, but I'm just telling Olivia Rodrigo, you're going to get over it. I promise you. All right, Spurs and then good. All right, Spurs and goodbye. Not much on the Spurs front this week. If you know, we beat Sheffield. We're still in the Premier League race. Um, but I do have a lot on Friday because uh, a documentary came out on the on the Spurs. So for all those listeners who are like, oh, I, was, I don't know much about the Spurs. It's only on Amazon UK. I'm sure you can find it online, uh, you know, illegally. Not saying, and I'm not like, you know, pushing you guys to do illegal shit or anything, but, you know, there's some illegal stuff that you can probably check out. And it's called Sensational because uh, of Sun Ming, Sung Hung Min, 
who is the Korean superstar on Tottenham. One of my favorite players, probably my second favorite player on the team after Harry Kane. Um, you gotta check. I'm gonna check it out and I'll talk about it. But it goes through his life and like, uh, and how he made it into international stardom, and it's pretty cool because you don't really see too many famous like Asian athletes, especially Korea. Like, I'm trying to think of another Korean athlete outside of baseball, I don't think there's many of them. So it's fun. He's an international superstar, and in Korea, he's probably the most famous person because he's playing on one of the biggest soccer teams in the world, and he gets to play under Jose Marino. And uh, he plays for Tottenham. And, um, yeah, overall, it's just uh, really big for him. So we'll check that out. We'll talk about it. In the meantime, that's the end of the episode. I hope you inter- enjoyed the interviews. I hope you enjoyed the new way. Uh, uh, well, first of all, I hope you really enjoyed also Emily. Got to give her a follow. She's awesome. I-, I had so much fun on that interview. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's lyrical analysis. I thought it was a lot better and less choppy just reacting to what people were saying rather than, uh, you know, having it pre-prepared. So I might just keep that from now on because I thought that was really interesting, that that format from now on because I thought it was really interesting. And uh, enjoy the AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. Uh, I'll be back beforehand giving you my predictions on Friday and another interview. And uh, last but not least, follow us at thesportsontap.com. Make sure you rate, review, give us five stars. Share with some friends, man. WhatsApp. You can just copy, link, boom, text. Get the word out for me, man. I really appreciate it. I really, really like that. Follow me at George on Tap on all social media. And as always, this is the Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio Redefined. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you.